You're listening to Ari Snapshots. Each fortnight, we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance, and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. For the podcast today, we're chatting with Hannah Robinson. She's a research officer at Intergrain. How are you going, Hannah? I'm good, thank you, Jess. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. So you're working for Intergrain now, but not too long ago you completed your PhD at the University of Queensland, looking primarily at identifying the genes controlling root architecture in barley. And some really significant discoveries were made during this time, including identifying a key gene in barley that enables the plant to access water stored deep in the soil during droughts. And it made big news. It was all over the media. How did you go about making this discovery, though? Okay, well, uh, roots are quite a difficult uh, part of the plant to work on. So we really did have to look at some different methods to go about measuring roots. So typically there hasn't been a lot of research in the past done on roots because they are so hard to measure and because they grow underground. But luckily during my PhD and during this time in my research, one of my colleagues actually developed this method to rapidly measure the shape of the root system uh, in the glasshouse. And this was basically using clear pots. So these are transparent pots. Uh, We filled them with soil. And then what we did was we actually sowed the barley seeds along the outside of the pot. And how we did this was by using tweezers and we sowed them against the wall of the pot with the embryo facing downwards. And what this did was it encouraged uh, the plant to grow on the inside wall of the pot. And because it was transparent, we could actually visualize this uh, root shape after it had grown for about a week. So we basically put the clear pots inside of black pots and then we let them grow for a week and then we took photos of these root systems and were able to use some image analysis tools to identify basically the angle or the architecture of the roots. This was pretty cool and it has been shown that this architecture at the early plant stage is representative of the mature root system of the plant and we were able to look at these major differences and combine it with genetic information to identify these these key genes. And then we were even able to put these same sort of lines, populations of barley in the field and look at the correlations between these root system shapes and yield for the Queensland environment. Very cool indeed. And we are going to find out a little bit more about your research just in a moment. But uh, before we do delve deeper into the research, listeners might be actually interested to know you started your studies in medicine. So what prompted the shift to agriculture? Yeah, yeah. so I did, I, I wasn't officially in medicine, but I did start the pre-medicine course, or I did it at a university in my undergraduate. And when I was doing this sort of pre-med undergraduate course, an opportunity came up with CSIRO. It was a summer research internship for three months, um, working in one of their plant sciences labs. And at the time, I was like, oh, do I want to do this? You know, I really <laughs> wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. But I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. You know, it's a great opportunity to see what research is like. So I actually moved to Canberra for three months and did this internship and it was basically looking at some biochemical analysis of wheat and so it really allowed me to experience what it would actually be like to work in a research lab uh, specifically in plant science and I actually, it was so surprising but I fell in love with it. I really enjoyed um, the mixture of being able to work in the glass house and then work in the lab and then also get really involved in the theory and the the research that had been going on in plants as well. So yeah, I really fell in love with research and the combination of 
what we did in the lab, also in the glasshouse and uh, all the theory behind it all as well. So that was really what made me change my mind and it was everything that I suppose I'd been looking for in medicine I found in research. So I made the jump and uh, actually went back to that same lab and completed my honours degree uh, with CSIRO there and then I suppose from there it's all been a bit of history but yeah, as I've moved through my studies, I've really moved more and more towards the applied side of uh, agriculture research and moved into areas where I can actually see my research benefit growers for Australia. Fantastic, and we're really lucky that you're doing this work. You're obviously doing great work of making all these discoveries and really working hard to, yeah, like you said, have these practical answers for people. And with a changing climate, your discovery of the key gene in barley that we talked about earlier, which is enabling it to access deep stored water, is significant. So what do these findings mean for plant breeding and subsequently growers as well? So, yeah, this these findings obviously do have a, a practical outcome to an extent, but unfortunately it's sort of just the beginning of this research. So unfortunately the genetic control of the root shape and the deep rooting in barley is actually really complicated. So there's more than just one major gene, which does make it a bit difficult for us. So there's a number of different genes controlling this this trait. Not to say that the gene that we did find isn't important, it just means we do need to do a little bit more research in this area to have the ideal practical outcome. But this research is still moving forward and ideally where we see this research going is actually being able to identify the optimum sort of root shape or root system architecture for all our different environments in Australia. So what's the best root system for Queensland soils versus Western Australian soils? And also, how do our management practices influence this? So how does our seeding rate influence this? How do roots influence weed competition? And really, this is where the research is heading forward so we can see what is an, our ideal root system for our environment and our management practices. Then it moves to what are the genes controlling this root system. So we've found one at the moment for this narrow deep rooting, which is beneficial for Queensland soils, but what genes are beneficial for our Western Australian environment. And then once we know all this information, breeders can then target these genes when they're making their crosses and developing their breeding lines. So ultimately, once we get to the end of this research, plant breeders should be able to begin selecting for these specific root traits for their different environments that they're targeting and ultimately we then should be able to see some more varieties that have roots that have better access to uh, more water and nutrients as well. Yeah, it's very exciting. And your research also looked at wheat but to a lesser degree. What were some of the findings you found in this research? Okay, so my research that looked at wheat, uh, we found similar to what we found in barley that again, the genetic control of these root traits uh, in wheat is, is highly complex. So it's not just one key gene, it's, it's a number of genes affecting the overall root architecture and the, the deep rooting of wheat. It's even more complicated in wheat because of wheat having three genomes, so it's an extra layer of complexity. But we did identify one of the major genes that seems to be uh, influencing root system architecture in wheat. But like barley, as I said, there's a lot more research that needs to go into what are these optimum root systems for our different environments in Australia and also packaging this with what are the optimum management practices as well. So as you can see, there's still a lot of research to go, but it is, it is heading in the right direction and the research is continuing in this area.
That's excellent to hear. And you also recently looked at how Vernalisation 1, which is a key regulator of flowering behaviour in cereals, and how it, you looked at how it modulates root system architecture in wheat and barley. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of that research? Yeah, definitely. So this was the key gene that we identified in both wheat and barley. And so Vernalisation 1, or Vern 1, as it's sometimes referred to as, um, as you mentioned, controls the flowering time in wheat and barley. And it's a really important gene that initiates flowering. And we were really excited because we found out that it also influences the root shape. And this was the first time that anyone's made this link between an above-ground major gene and this below ground trait as well. So we were pretty excited about that and we found that it is in fact the gene itself, so not genes surrounding Vern1 that control both these traits. And we were able to find this relationship through using again that clear pot method I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but we also did some pretty exciting experiments in the field using what we call shovelomics, which is basically a fancy term for digging up roots. <laughs> shovelomics, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know researchers, they put omics on the end to everything. But yeah, <laughs> we did some shovelomics, which is really hard work, but it was really good to have that field validation component as well. Uh, and we also looked at the different proportions of uh, root biomass at different depths, because it's not always just about the length of the root system, but the amount of roots that you have at the differing depths. So if you're trying to access water that's stored deep in the soil, it's important to have quite a lot of roots in that deeper portion. So we did all these different experiments and we looked at a number of different wheat and barley populations to make this discovery. And, and what we found was that there still needs to be, like everything, more research to be done. Yeah. But we found some really interesting results, specifically in barley, that uh, we found that one of the variations of the gene that allows the plant to flower early also makes the plant have a very narrow root system with a greater proportion of roots at depth. So say for these Queensland environments where you've got a high likelihood of no water during growing season and a lot of deep stored soil moisture, this is a really great dual mechanism for drought escape. So you've got a plant that can flower, get out of there really quickly and avoid that drought stress but also access whatever water is deep in the soil. So cool. that's just, I suppose, one example of where this research will head next. But we made the initial discovery, but there's still a lot of uh, research that needs to happen into the mechanism and what's actually driving this uh, gene to look after this above and below ground components of the plant. Definitely, and it's very exciting space and we'll be keeping a close eye on what happens next. And you're now working as a research officer at Intergrain. What are your current projects that you're looking at? Yeah, so I have uh, moved, since finishing my PhD, I have moved over to WA to Intergrain and as you said, I am working as a research officer. So my role here at Intergrain is really to be the interface between pre-breeding researchers, so researchers at universities and institutions like CSIRO and breeders. So my job is really in collaboration with the breeders to manage these pre-breeding research projects that we collaborate and invest in. So what that means is I work with the pre-breeders to make sure that their research outcomes are aligned with really practical applications that we can then incorporate into our breeding program. So uh, I make sure that we are incorporating these outputs and that there are actually varieties with some of this research findings in them. So at Intergrain, we've got a portfolio at the moment of about 20 different research projects we're involved with across both wheat and barley. 
So I uh, ideally manage these, as I said, in collaboration with the breeders. But I suppose I can give you an example of one if you'd like, so you have yeah, a bit of an sure. idea. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the ones we look at in wheat is the ARC Wheat Hub. So it's a large collaboration that's led by the university of Adelaide and there's a number of universities involved and a number of plant breeding companies involved and it's all about improving wheat for this hot and dry climate and so as part of this research project the main aims are to identify new sources of heat and drought tolerance uh, in wheat and then also identify genes and develop um, markers that breeders can use straight away to start selecting for these genes in their breeding programs and also another key objective of this project is to develop these sort of high throughput tools for measuring some of these heat and drought related traits um, specifically in the field that again breeding programs can start implementing straight away. So my job is really making sure that that pre-breeding research continues and that also that we can implement some of these, these new technologies as well into our breeding program and hopefully then create better varieties for Australian growers. Yeah, excellent. It was really exciting hearing about all your research that you've done so far and it looks like you've got a really great position that you're very passionate about now. So really appreciate you explaining it all and uh, yeah, getting some insights into what could happen for varieties in the future. It sounds quite promising. Oh, thank you, Jess, and thank you so much for having me on the show today. <laughs> 